and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game, and all things Bears. Unicorns, mermaids, and an 18 minute performance by the Bears were all things we've dreamed of, but no one had actually witnessed in recent times. That all changed on Friday night. Bristol's 62 8 victory over Northampton Saints. Here are our thoughts on this exciting game and where the season goes from here. Talking of rarities, the next game at the gate is on a Sunday against the boys from Harlequins. Here are our thoughts on the likely team and the results. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and this week I'm joined by Pete and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Pete, we're uh, at your place. Thank you very much. Uh, resting the knee, not going round to Lee's tonight. No, that's right. Um, and, and I had the heating on for about five hours, boys, just for you. So, you know, no all sacrifices at my household today. And uh, yeah, I've put a big bit of cardboard up against the uh, the French window so people can't get in because we've been meaning to put a uh, a curtain up there for about. Does that five stop years. the groupies looking in? Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah, the pod groupies. And yeah. actually, actually, when you answered the door, you had a kind of pledge in your I hand did. as well. You'd even oh. you, you've even buffed the I, table. I, I buffed. I, we've got a little glass little glass nest of tables in the living room so I've taken the biggest one out into the pod room and I, I was just setting up and realised it was filthy so I gave it a bit of a dust for you um, one thing I wanted to say Tone is last week you made a bit of a stir I think in our listeners by describing the win at Bath like a a satisfying dump. Yeah, I was just. It's been, I've been thinking about it all weekend. About what? What would you describe the win against Northampton Saints? Then <laughs> I'm a bit concerned that it might be. This is a family might, show. I was going to say I'm a bit concerned that it might be something altogether more uh, um, dodgy, risque. risque yeah. yeah, I tell you what. Let, let, let me have ten minutes to think uh, about that and uh, uh, come back to me later. Miles, good to see you, fella. All well with you? Well, thanks. Yeah, and I can. I, I've got a bit of an apology to make after last week because you know. Uh, last week, I was the promoter in the in the gig. Um, I had Abbey Road Studios lined up. John, Paul and Ringo turned up. But lo, lo and behold, old George here made a terrible error, family muck up, and I couldn't even turn up. So lo and behold, you had to turn up to Lee's studio to record the pod. So apologies to fans um, and, and the grief I got. Well, that's understandable, but... Where's where's Lee this week? Well, it's like one in, one out. I fear it is. I, th- I think Lee was so giddy with the result. He was. Um, uh, are you still missing in action? I don't know if he's actually returned from last the scene. Eight- Thirty nine minutes, I believe, uh, wasn't it? I think at the, the match. Uh, the, the ale houses of South Bristol <laughs> have been <laughs> frequented, and uh, yeah, I don't know where he is. I've not seen him. No, no. So uh, anyway, if you booked him for a painting and decorating job on Monday, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> That's you, though, isn't it, Miles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's talk about that game. Friday, the third of March. Bristol Bears sixty-two, Northampton Saints eight, and uh, Pete. I don't know about you. I I was reasonably confident going into the game, but Saints were sat there in third. They scored a lot of points the previous week. I think against Gloucester, didn't they, with a a, a win? Mm. Did you have any inkling that we were going to see what we saw? No, not really. I I was quietly confident, like you. Um, when I saw their lineup, but they still had some some quality players, some some um, some good young players as well, some some big forwards, and we know that we got done by the forwards last year, the, the maybe slightly more unheralded, unheralded players. And actually, I read a few things I think on on social media that Saints some Saints fans weren't too worried about their team. They they thought that there was some good promise. So yeah, I mean, I I thought. We look good, though. I thought we looked strong, and I think the fact that we're we're on the up and have played, you know, had got through that Bath game, which we should have won by more. Let's be honest, and then obviously against Saracens a few weeks earlier, it had looked good. So I felt we were on the up. Um, it was good to see a, a settled side, and good to see Piatau, Randrandra, Nualango in the side again. So I was, I was, you know, I was confident, but there was no way on earth I thought that we would see what we saw. No, and Miles, I think it's fair to say that uh, for that first 15 minutes or so, 
I think it was 3-3, three, three, mm-hmm. fairly, fairly even. Uh, again, no real sign of uh, what was about to unfold in the uh, remaining... Uh, 65 minutes. No, absolutely. And I was, um, I, I fully agree with Pete. I mean, as quietly confident of a narrow victory. I'm not sure what your predictions are, but Northampton are a quality side. And when we went to Franklin's Gardens, they showed us how, how good they were. And they've one of the, I think, top try scorers in each game. But yeah, lo and behold, the first 10 minutes, they looked extremely sharp, very, very quick. Um, for the first 15-90 minutes and put us under the cosh didn't they uh, on our line in our red zone quite a lot but defensively we went to, we went to show only the whole match uh, we stood up to that and I think at 15 minutes I think we all thought this could actually at 3-3 could go either way absolutely and then uh, 19 minutes we we opened the, the try scoring with uh, well scrum half little bit of magic let's go to our resident scrum half expert Pete yeah filthy oh it's beautiful I mean it is an absolute classic scrum half play and if people say someone like Harry Randall's too small to play scrum half which I don't think people do but if someone did yeah just goes to prove that he isn't because that's the sort of thing that that a smaller fella (laughs) to be honest (laughs) a wee little fella fella (laughs) can do a little bit better and I mean it was it wasn't just the execution and the speed it was the fact that he saw Matavesi just start to move to, to go away from his guard line just and he and I could see the big dummy came out and it was just quick thinking as well as quick feet and I mean we were sat where we were we couldn't we were kind of behind the whole thing and it was quite hard to see how it happened first of all because you think that never happens normally someone there's some big lump in the way that smashes you um, so when I looked at it on the replay later, I just realised how clever it was, uh, how aware Randall was for Matavesi, how he was just starting to edge sideways, just assuming mm. that the ball was going to go out to McGinty. And oh, it's beautiful. And I've got to say, one of the best try celebrations I've seen for a while, um, I think he did a full triple roll, put his elbow down and then threw the rugby ball right to the top of the atio it was uh, it was and then got got back on his feet it was it was something like that, the kind of rhythmic gymnastics so fair play to Rams he's got so many skills yes i mean let's just say i mean over you, you agree you say people have said he's a bit small but the first sort of 20 30 meters he's such a live wire isn't he all right even you might outpace him at 100 meters Pete. well now pre knee surgery yeah. if he was but, a boy scooter yeah, absolutely yeah. but i think uh, in the whole premiership league He's looking so alive, isn't he? His initial decision in the first 20, 30 metres, you, you can't touch him. Uh, yeah, great little move. And Matavesi, not a lot of people know this, is a good Cornish boy. Oh, is he? Uh, born in Cornwall, oh, and yeah. I should say, Gul Perrin Loen, because today is St Piran's Day. Oh, I so, thought you meant uh, that, was a, that was the equivalent of the translation of, no. damn, I should have caught him or something. No, <laughs> bit, bit, my little bit of Cornish there. Oh, okay. St Piran's Day, the, uh, the day that uh, Cornish people all around the world celebrate their heritage. So uh, to any listeners with Cornish connections or who are Cornish, uh, and Ed Holmes, of course, good Cornish boy. We like and a Jay Tyak. Jay Tyak. Yeah. yeah. Happy St Piran's Day to you. So uh, we were up, up and running, and uh, then a couple of minutes later, Miles, uh, we thought we'd scored again with one of the, uh, the, the tries of the season. Oh, is this the, uh, is this the disallow? Well, we had a disallowed yeah, this try. This was a disallowed yeah. one. Yeah, that yeah. was fantastic, wasn't it? Um, we're disallowed. I mean, literally from the restart, which yeah. we'd perhaps talk about, Northampton didn't have a great day on the restarts. Bradby caught it between a sort of 50 and, uh, and 22, sprinted up to the pitch, dodged a few players, out to Thacker, plays an absolute blinder most of the way up the pitch. Um, and, you know, well covered by Northampton, I must say. And on the diving sort of cover, little chicken wing out the back to Nurulango and filthy run down and score. Lo and behold, a judge to be... And I think rightly so, just a forward pass, wasn't it? And a disallowed try. But the move itself was, was just brilliant. It was. And I, I, I don't know about you, Pete, but I, I just thought Thacker could have given it a little bit earlier. I think, yeah. I think he drawn, could have drawn the man without mm. needing to go into the tackle. Yeah, especially when, he, you know, when you think what was on his outside. I mean, you don't need yeah. to delay the pass to Nualango. Um So, yeah, I think he probably would hold his hands up and say... 
it uh, it went a bit late. I mean, he'd done some pretty good weaving just before mm. it, so I just wondered whether he'd, he'd made himself a little bit dizzy and wasn't <laughs> quite sure, and that was one of the reasons. I've got to say, just the other thing about that try that I did enjoy... Um, or the non-try. Or the non-try, non-try. yeah, sorry, the non-try was... Yeah, Bradbury caught it, broke through, but Brad, I just love the way that when Bradbury released Thacker, he did what you told when you were a kid you, you straighten and draw the man and he drew the man in and then just popped it to the right it's, it's it's a very simple thing to do and I know that we were you know loving all the no look chicken wings all that but every now and again when, when a player just straightens and draws the man to the point where the tackler has no choice but to go in yeah. and then pops it to a person outside it, it's just a thing of beauty and I very much enjoyed that I've got to say yeah but Thacker uh, soon made amends didn't he Pete yeah. 23 minutes yeah, he did. And, uh, um, yeah, because I think we were sort of... He was getting a little bit of grief I, when I looked at the highlights from the, the commentary saying, you know, he's, 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 he's let the team down a little bit, as, as much as you can when you've just, you know, almost scored a word worldy. So I was quite nice. It was quite poetic justice for him to, uh, for him to get through. I can't quite remember... Um, how it how it happened actually it was uh, it was a little um, bit of a burrow wasn't it was it? a burrow it was a burrow wasn't it now hang on I'm just look, looking out now yeah it was uh, oh no he ran a great line that was it and then he actually just yeah he went through traffic and he, yeah. he burrowed in and got his hand oh no that's it I remember now because I thought he'd been held up but then yeah. we, you know when I looked at the highlights his little hand came out like that yeah, yeah, yeah. there was like through a mass of like huge South Northampton Saints bodies and this little hand came down and then I think it was like the Adams family <laughs> Bat hand just appeared, didn't it? it? Out, out of this yeah. little box. And then just in case, just in case, just tried it and then did a sort of, <laughs> did a, yeah. a somersault and landed it down yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was amends were made. Yeah, and then, you know, we, we just scored uh, two tries. Um, you know, things were looking good, but then Miles Northampton came back really strong and they they put some serious pressure on our line. And I think we, we've already mentioned about the defence, mm. but there was some outstanding defence. Yes, we conceded a few uh, uh, penalties. In fact, I think we were on a warning for the next penalty. We were. Uh, but then managed to, uh, managed to turn it over. And I think... You know, we'll wax lyrical tonight about the attacking play, but I think we do have to give credit to to the defensive side of things because that that second half or the rest of the game was built, or I think, on that defensive performance in the first half hour. Oh, it's just fantastic. I mean, you know, we, you're right. We can talk about all these tries on like all nine of them, but at times Northampton put us under the pump. Uh, and pressure on a line, which they're good at, and they're pick-and-go pressure. They've got some great forwards. Um, and I think there was a stat on BT Sport that we defended something like over 50 times in our red zone, and Saints only scored once from that. So, I mean, hats off to the defence uh, and the training over that. They're a good side. Um, and, you know, you're right, we've nearly got a yellow card, but, you know... Attacking play was immense, but you can't win a game that emphatically, can you? 62-8 without defending brilliantly and just an amazing, yeah, amazing defence well, line. For we, were sep- we were 17-3 up at the time. We're on a team yellow. We've been here before where you kind of think this is a time where you, you've got to step back a touch. You don't want to concede a try and get a yellow. Because you know that would have been potentially seventeen ten, and then mm-hmm. if you're playing ten minutes with with one man down, then who knows what's going to happen? And I remember I was thinking at the time we've been here before. I think you remember at the wreck last year when mm-hmm. we said this when Newellango had been sent off, and then they were on our line, and we were. I think in the end Thacker got carded and they scored and then that was when they got a massive No, it was Scrum Earth, wasn't it? Well, yeah, was oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, and so I was... It was It was a really crucial, almost... Uh, Are we saying pivotal? Piv- <laughs> Is it pivotal? I think people might say, well, you know, you're not... Ga- you might have got the card and sometimes, you know, cards don't, don't, don't matter. But I do think that if we were looking for a pivotal moment, I think that is... It's, it's a relatively big pivot. yeah. Um, and then, Pete, we saw the wonder try, really. We saw King Charles in his, his pomp and grandeur. Mm. And, uh, well, just talk us through it. I'm, I'm sure we've all seen it about 
a yeah. hundred times on social media and on the replays. Well, but I mean, I think the first thing to point out it was yet yeah, it was a second pirouette out of a tackle that we've seen in uh, two weeks because obviously Semi's little pirouette of course, against yeah. Bath last week and actually yeah. Semi tried to do that again on Friday and I just wonder whether this is a something they've been working on a little uh, the, the the pirouette technique what do you think ballet lessons <laughs> I don't think so well I think Max Laheef could I could imagine him in a tutu I think he's, he's got one to go with his bum bag and his chihuahuas yeah, yeah. he'll be looking for the tooth fairy now yeah, won't he, he will um, anyway go back to it and then the pirouette and he didn't quite make it because I think it was Alex Moon or one of them but there was this comical moment of this huge grunting this huge lot from Southampton uh, some saints sorry grabbing hold of Piotr's shirt I mean to be honest if it had been a bit lower then the, the females would have had a quite a good uh, oh well maybe some blokes as well would have had a good uh, a good view of uh, of the shorts coming down but it was that it was that kind of desperate lunge and he was almost the power to get away from that big forward. And then it wasn't just that, it was then the step that he did after that. That I think there was two guys coming in at him and they just went in opposite directions. And I think that was when, I think, the commentary... I think I think Ben Kay used the word filth. And if BT Sport used the word filth, primetime TV, I think it's perfectly acceptable for us to use the word filth as much as possible like I mean, we do. And then, But then, I mean, that was... Uh, yeah, that was that was maybe three two thirds of the try done. Yeah. The pirouette, the step. Then there was a there was a hint of a goose step, but he can't really run without doing one. Yeah. But it was just the little chip through to Randall, yeah. just sensing that he couldn't get the pass. The little chip through, and then and then you know with Randall, let's massive credit to Randall being where every scrum half should be mm. on his shoulder. And then even then there was Randall big hand off to Henry. Great hand off to Henry. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it was great. just as as I think the Cobb say, it, it was a try, not only kind of potentially try of the season or try of the century, but it was a try that had so many things in it. It was just everything that's good about running rugby. So yeah, fair yeah. play. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, but we won't finish there. Piatau, some more magic uh, just before half time, Miles. I mean, we saw more chicken wings than KFC. You know. <laughs> Just outside the stadium, this way, and healthier as well. You're right, because then Lloyd sort of uh, we were on the pump of halfway time. We were already 23, 22, three up, weren't we? And we thought, well, that's you know, for a Bears fan, we'd be more than happy to go in that far ahead. But no, lo and behold, lovely um, run out the right wing, lovely run by uh, Charles again, and a chicken wing pass, and you could say an easy running for Johan Lloyd, but he had his. He had his uh, his little quick boots on on Friday, didn't he? And actually pelted it to the line. Lovely try, and we went in twenty seven three up at half time. Yeah. Um, bonus point wrapped. Bonus up. point wrapped up by half time. I don't think we could quite believe it, could we? But we've been there before, but so we could believe it. Well, who who was it that said? Oh, it was Dr. Pete that sits behind us, didn't he? It's just like the Harlequins oh. game. So we told him to wash his yeah. mouth out. You as well. Pete nearly ruined everything because uh, listeners will be interested to know that Pete is a two hat man. Uh, he brought a first half bobble hat and a second half bobble hat. But I said to him, there's no changing hats at half time when we're 27 3 up. Get your second half off. Let's have your original hat on. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a good it was a good point well made. Tone. So and, and, it, and things quieted down in the second half, predominantly because you know we had a lot of Saints fans behind us, didn't we? Oh, we should. Who say. were cock a hoop in the first not twenty minutes, but literally we never saw them again, did we? No. So we assume they were just enjoying, enjoying Bristol um, away from watching that the performance from Saints. It was funny, wasn't it? Because they were very loud. Yeah. Lots of singing, lots of banter. Um, but yes, just before half time, mm. the dozen or so seats where they were sitting was just empty. Mm. It was uh, barren of uh, <laughs> any, any, any Northampton fans. Um, and then uh, didn't have to wait long, Pete, to uh, for the, the, the tries to come again. No, um, it was just. I mean, then really, the second half was just was just a festival. Of, uh, of well, how many, we must have got five tries. Must have been mm. the second half. It was just a, and I think a festival of running rugby, and everything that they tried coming off. I mean, I, I can't, I can barely remember us dropping a ball. No. I can barely no. remember us, like apart from very early in the first half when McGinty threw a kind of wild pass to Ibitoya. I can't remember any wild passes. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it, it was everything that we hope for and that we don't always get, which is, is when we're in a position of dominance, when the momentum is with us, is then to just build that momentum even more. Mm. And too many times we've been used to the, us losing the momentum for whatever reason. It might yeah. be good play by the opposition or whatever. But, you know, that was just one big crescendo of momentum. And albeit, Saints did, you know, they did score one try in the second half. Uh, and I think the fact was that even when we were 40 nil up or, or whatever, three quarters of the way through in the last quarter, we were still working incredibly hard to defend our line. And I think that was a, that was almost the, the best thing as well. Uh, absolutely. And I think, you know, that Lloyd try again, it yeah. was simple rugby, wasn't it? We, yeah. We'd made a three-on-one. I think Piatau again, out the back of the hand, mm-hmm. Bowie shifted it on, yeah. and Lloyd over in the well, it says in the, in the It says here on the report, in the, on the Bristol, Bristol Post, that the ball is worked wide with two, no less than two, no-look offloads from Charles Piatau <laughs> oh. and Chris Bowie. So it was a kind of a double whammy. Of off, of no look offloads. I mean, I don't think I. You don't often. I mean, you often see a chick round the back, round the back sort of pass, or out the back of the hand yeah, pass. Of course. And you often see a no look pass, but you don't often see a no look out the back of the hand pass. Uh, no, and we no, saw yeah, hundreds of them. Uh, and then, as you alluded to, uh, um, and Miles, uh, they scored a try. And actually, give credit to them. A very, very well worked try. Uh, was a little bit of doubt that maybe that final pass off the ground might have been forward but your yeah. your thoughts on that yeah from so is it Hinkley um, yeah. out to Hendy at the end absolutely I mean Ibatori came across as any sort of last man would tackled the man there was a query of a foot in touch fair enough uh, Hinkley passed it before his foot was in touch but the camera angle wasn't quite good enough to give Tempo the answer he needed, was it? Apparently, the TMO told him it was off, it was forward. He did, and Tempo said, Tempo "Initial decision, on-field decision is try. There's no, nothing conclusive from the camera Apart angle." From the TMO. Oh, yeah, okay. I watched it again. Yeah, I agree. But I think he felt sympathy for Northampton by that point, don't you? I hope not. Um, and awarded try, understandably, fair enough, because then it took it to. Lo and behold, only 55-8, didn't it? <laughs> so I think. But obviously, by that point, Vui had obviously done a very cheeky out the bo- out of the back of the ruck try, one-handed gifted try, hadn't he? Uh, and Kloska had dived over for another try in between before um, yeah, Saints finally got a try, um, followed by another one from Fitch Harden. Yeah, that Vui one was, yeah. um, was yeah, interesting because there was a little bit of debate about it, wasn't it was. there? We were kind of... We weren't hundred percent sure about the rules, and actually there was a little a few furrowed brows around when we were watching it, but it was deemed to be perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, but I think it was interesting because th- that was that try came from the fact we'd been spinning it wide so much that mm. Northampton couldn't afford to have too many people at the ruck because they were trying to fill the outside channels because they were so scared of yeah, yeah. of uh, of all the offloading. So it was a, it was a, just again it was a bit like Randall's try in the first half. Just a great bit of rugby intelligence to understand, you know, the big picture and understand that where the gaps were. And I mean that huge. It was a, it was a great like. I mean, it was I don't know how to it's describe like a, it. It was just like this huge hand, just pick. It's like picking up some sort of I don't know those cartoon hands. It was a it was, it was, it was, it was like was. a telescopic hand. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Off you know Tom and Jerry or something like that. Picks it up and then I mean again a bit risky. Started celebrating before he tried. Oh, you know, he did. He, he, he did. Gave, <laughs> the old, he gave the Andy Aran <laughs> finger. Yeah, yeah. And I thought Pat won't like that. I mean, Pat was having a word about Nualango being casual. Um, I mean, I don't know. Can you imagine Chris Vui being summoned to the headmaster's office? I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure. Anyway, he's on Monday, to, yeah. to be honest with you, to you. I mean, I can imagine. Can you imagine Chris Vui being told off? He'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. quite like yeah. doing his hair as he's getting the, the <laughs> as he's getting quite literally the hair dryer. I can imagine that. Fair play to him. Yeah, and as we said, uh, George Klosko, great to see him score on the oh, on, on the crash ball, and uh, then sixty-seven minutes uh, miles uh, try by Fitzharden, but uh, made by Sam Bedlow. Uh, yes, yes, I did watch that on the replay. Yes, actually, Sam did come on, didn't he? Uh, um, as a substitution in the second half. 
beard in tow, looking a bit sort of mean as it were. Mm. Um, did a lovely run and almost the defenders from North Saints just f- fell off him. They slipped off him, he I think. slipped off yeah. him, really. Um, a lovely run inside to Harding and an easy run in. And I thought a great link up between Bedloe. And actually, he's been unfortunate. He's been injured for a, a bit of a while, but... Great to see him uh, come back and produce a sort of, yeah, a, a great try for Fitz. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Magnus Bradbury nearly, nearly got a try, was very close. Mm. Um, uh, didn't, didn't... Church have made a double movement. Double, double yeah. movement, wasn't it? Um, well, shouldn't have brought his knee up. Yeah. I think yeah. the judge said that the knee was assisting him across the line, wasn't it, I but, think? But it's interesting, isn't it, that we have seen lots of teams now um, the, the tap and go seems yeah. to have come back in fashion peak mm. compared to a couple of seasons ago Exeter yeah. used to do it quite a bit but uh, it seems seems lots of teams now are, are doing yeah, it I mean it's, it's, it's minimising risk of losing a line out isn't it and and, and yeah, I suppose they get a sense of um, yeah I mean all it's they're not trying to score from it are they they're just trying to get close and then you know as close to the line as possible and then, then work it from there so yeah, I mean, it sucks in defence. It, it seems like a pretty obvious thing to do, actually. And there have been a few little variations. There's the pick and get smashed. And then there's the pick and pass it just before you get smashed. And then there's been the, the pick and pass straight away and let the other bloke get smashed. But yeah. yeah, it's quite fun. And it seems to be pretty effective. A lot of teams seems to teams seem to you know benefit from it. Well, Harry Randall then went for one of those variations, didn't he? Because mm. he gave it a little tap mm. and go, ran uh yeah, kind of on the uh oh, the, he arced, arced, round, didn't arced, he? He did. Um and then pa- passed it to Jake Keenan who who crashed over himself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. Big up the the the, the, uh, the tap and go. Uh and that was it. 62 points to <sighs> 8. <sighs> Uh, I think that's our highest ever Premiership score. Northampton's biggest ever defeat, um, and really a a very very special mm. night. I think mm. for everybody that was there. Uh, now, if we're going to uh, let's let's talk about some player performances. Uh, Miles, maybe if you take the forwards, sure, uh, sure. And Pete, if you cover the back. So. Uh, Miles, who uh, who stood out for you in that forward uh, pack? Uh, well, I mean, who didn't really? I mean, there's really not. Okay, I mean, we understand that Jeffries went off, didn't he? Injured, um, which is unfortunate since he's just come back. But actually, walked off, so yeah. maybe that's not so bad. But um, you know, I think up front. <laughs> I mean, uh, Thacker, I mean, he's, he's, I've got to be giving him like sort of nine or a ten after ten for that performance. Um, and it's finally things are clicked for him. I don't think, uh, there's one overthrown line out, but that was obviously a tactical thing and the number nine didn't realise he was meant to catch it. But the line outs were 99% on target all night. His running lines were just filthy. Um the props without um, Genji and Sinks. Lo and behold, Genji was in the crowd, wasn't he? Was uh, I saw him on BT Sport. I mean, what a night to come home, visit your new Babra, go down the gate and look at your mates mm. pummel Northampton 62-8. I mean, he must be chuffed to bits, wasn't he? Uh, so I hope he had a, a couple of beers before returning to the England camp on Monday. Well, Jordan Crane evidently filled the, the yeah, fridge up. He did, he? so I hear. Yeah. But let's just talk about maybe... Uh, so, Zach, we talked about. Jan Thomas, blooming brilliant. Uh, and Max Laheve, ph- ph- phenomenal, I thought, on the night. And and we talked about it, didn't we? Um, without the deflection of being perhaps second uh, in line for the front row, he's come on massively... He's very engaged. He's he's improving as a player week on week, and he's obviously while the Six Nations goes on, he's going to be a number one choice. And I thought he had a phenomenal game as well. And the, the scrum that I think lots of us thought might be a bit of a concern mm-hmm. has has, it, has it, been it, solid. Yeah. I, I think Max is probably one of the, the the most improved players this season, and mm-hmm. that and that was you know not saying he was coming from a low no, base, no. but mm-hmm. I think his stamina. He's he's playing more minutes when he starts. Uh, his defensive side of his game as yeah, well. He's been great. It's, I mean, maybe been... he's been doing little darting runs with his chihuahuas around yeah. Southfield, sort of <laughs> sharpen things up a bit. Who I mean, knows? I think credit's got to go to Mark Irish as well. I mean, I think you know we we did talk about this last season when you know, we we raised a quizzical eyebrow about John Afoa being scrum coach, mm. and actually, you know, you need a 
a proper scrum coach. Proper, no disrespect, of course, to the, the great man himself, but you can't have a part-time player and a part-time scrum coach. And I think this is proven. And I think that was good business to to go back and get Mark Irish. He's, you know, I think we're now seeing the fruits of his labour massively. Yeah. Mm. yeah, no, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, moving to the locks, I mean, but Batley back, I mean, absolute powerhouse and very phenomenal as well. Um, I mean, Batley's got to be well, probably all, one of us all finds of the season, hasn't he? Very absolute top form. Um, and Fitz Hardy and Bradbury, absolutely phenomenal, the both of them really. I mean, not you really, not one in that pack I thought had a poor game on, on Friday night. Um, absolutely solid. Mm. Um, in fact, going above board, I would argue, and <laughs> you know, and just put putting all times and saints pack under the pump, who are not a small side by any means. Um, it was very impressive from all of them. And uh, for the backs, where do you start? Well, I mean, you just start. I think we just start with numerically nine and ten, particularly nine. I, I think Randall is probably playing as well as we've ever seen him. Is he? I yeah, mean, this is his best so, yeah. period of form. Um, you know, could he squeeze in uh, the last Six Nations? He's not going to be next week, but you never know. I mean, wouldn't be wouldn't be ideal, but could he get that Ireland game? Who knows? I I, I can't unless there's injuries. I don't mm. think so. No. And I but, I think so. Yeah. Is he gonna? Is he put his name very much in the frame for the Rugby World Cup? Well, I think so. If you if you think you've got, to, I mean, how many games do you have to play to get to the final? You know, at least five. Um, when Borthwick thinks about his squad. You know, obviously he's going to go with the kind of Jack Van Poorfleet sort of structured kicking game to start. Alex Mitchell as the finisher, mm. but you know you might need someone else. And uh, I think I just I I mean that's irrelevant. I mean it is great if he gets a call up again because he deserves. It. But just for us, just seeing a scrum half working, doing, going about his business at pace. And I think um, I think I I did that. <laughs> Don't know if you read it, so I did the the post article for tomorrow, and I referred to I think uh, Randall's feet were so electric he could solve the energy crisis in one foul swoop because he's just. It, but it's not just his pace physical; it's his speed of thought as well, and 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 also the fact he's captain. I mean, I still can't quite no, get over no, the fact yeah, that yeah. the you know the smallest the, man, the, yeah, yeah, the umpires, <laughs> the refs having to go up to the, like someone smaller to them to uh, to talk, but he's clearly. You know, it matured as a as a as a player and individual. So let's uh, let's just wrap him in cotton wool, um, and let's hope that he can see us through for the rest of the season. And then, likewise, I think that the, you know, we've said this before: nine and ten come together as a partnership. And I think, you know, it is it is rejuvenated. AJ's, or we might talk about another word for him, but uh, well, AJ's uh, AJ's performance. Or um, Adge. Or Adge. We, he, he should yeah. have a West Country Adge. name. So <laughs> I think we call him Adge McGinty. Our Adge McGinty. As, and, you know, uh, but of course, again, I'm sure both those two players would say that it's a lot easier playing well at halfback when you've got a forwards yeah, on the front foot. So brilliant. McGinty, again, just... He just offers a little bit. He offers that half break. He offers that carry. Defensively, he's good. We're not sure what's happened to his kicking. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, he kicked a bit better. It was interesting that he took the kicking duties back again. But he, his, his range is pretty limited now, isn't it? And uh, you know, he does kind of kick it like a sand wedge. Well, but took, fair two, play. Two kicks from exactly the same spot. Yeah. And fluffed both. They, up, I mean, we were right behind getting the third. We were yeah. right behind those. It's not easy, but. You know, we know that we've got Williams. And then, yeah, I mean, what can we say? James Williams, again, just... I mean, he's going, he looks like an international, let alone, you know, yeah. let alone a, I mean, a I quality think, premiership right. I don't player. think the commentators are quite relieved. Hartbury won season, and look, he's got Piatau and, and Semi playing with him the next season. Yeah, <laughs> and, and again, I think phenomenal. there's a, a lot to be said about the fact and I, that players like Williams... You know, are releasing players like Piet, uh, like um, Randranja to, to really um, play their best. And I think that is a great partnership at the moment. Um, James, I mean, can you imagine James Williams talking to Semi trying to explain where Hartbury is? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, you know, it's a good, like, be honest, yeah. explain to anyone. Anyone, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. It's like, he's like, Semi's going, what, you mean there's riding stables there? You know what, next to a rugby pitch? What are you talking about? So, yeah, I mean, and then Semi again, I mean, we, we commented in the game that Semi, 
you know, did more in terms of not always just taking the crash ball. He was he was coming, arcing round behind in a bit of space. He was drawing men. You know, again, great performance from him. Um, Ibatoy was lively. You know, he just felt as though Ibatoy was just desperate, desperate to yeah. get in on the action. And he did a couple of those great trademark kind of putting the handbrake on, going sideways, going backwards. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just... You know, he's just a great winger to have in there. And then, of course, what more can I say about the uh, about Charles Piertau? I mean, it, the only thing I'd say is it's like it's a shame we don't see this on a regular basis. But and I, I actually genuinely did wonder whether he has got any of that left in his locker. I mean, he's played pretty well when he's come back from injury this season. But that that was just unbelievable mm. and um, you know what can we say get man of the match when you, and you only play like you know two thirds of the game um, just says it all really um, and that yeah and yeah I don't know I mean let's you know we may talk about this now but still no news on whether he's moving on whether he's staying there was kind of ambiguous signals it's BT Sport seems to suggest all the comms that he was on his way but then he, interv- he had an interview afterwards where he kind of you know, made it sound like nothing had really been decided. And, you know, I still think there's leeway or scope in the argument that, you know, he could be persuaded to stay for another year as a marquee. It doesn't affect the salary cap. So unless we were looking, moving someone into it. But, I mean, I think it would, just after what he did for everybody in rugby, let alone us, you need players like that to be to be seen to be, you know, weaving their magic. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that... Uh... There are mixed messages, but no, I wonder if it's a bit like the Atwood situation mm. last mm. season, that whether he wants to stay, but whether it's a matter of looking at money, you know, is yeah. there another marquee that we thought we'd bring in? Yeah. Does Pat want to find the money to keep him? Um, whether it's at marquee status or whether it's, mm. you know, you, you can't see him being on the kind no. of salary that he was when he signed first. No. Um, of course, so, the one player you didn't mention was Nualago as of well. Of course, who picked up picked an injury in the first half. Yeah, didn't look too serious. I'm not sure. Yeah, he, he walked, walked off. off didn't yeah, he? Um, I mean, he. I mean, he. You know, he. He again. His his time on there. He's, it's just. He's just a threat. He's just a you know a physical threat just by existing on the pitch, let alone before he gets the ball. And let's just hope that. Well, having said that, I mean, Yoan Lloyd did pretty well when he came on, didn't <laughs> yeah, he? And, yeah, I uh, he looked, he looked just toes, you know, didn't he? And, he, and he, a couple of the, the finishing for the two tries was, you know, there was still quite a lot to do and he made it look very, very easy. And he does, oh. he's bulked up, but doesn't appear to have lost his speed. So, he's and, looking, you know, it's good. He's, he's, he's it's a different good. kind of threat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's, he just looked phenomenal on the wing, I thought. I mean, mm. let's forget now that he's going to be a pigeonhole to centre, shall we, with... Um, yeah. Jimmy Williams and Semi, if not the new Fijian coming through. I mean, come on, he took an absolute threat on the wing. His speed was phenomenal. Did a few antipodean twinkle toes, didn't he? Well, I, I think I think the goose step. Yeah, the goose step. It's just pretty much standard, uh, now, isn't it? But he's yeah, he, he just showed that he's still got speed, and actually, he is, yeah. uh, you know, a great player on the wing. So we'll see where his future lies. And I think looking at the predictions we made last week. Although you said 38-33, I mean, that's only a winning margin of five. Mm. Lee went for the wider winning margin of seven with 32-25, so maybe we'll give it to him, but it's somewhat short of the 54-point margin. Uh, And just before we wrap up on uh, that amazing night, I want to come to both of you and get your opinion on this one question. Was this the elusive... 80 full 80 minute performance Pete well I think it was well I can barely remember us making an unforced error I don't think we apart from you could argue Thacker's forward pass for that New Alango non-try in the first half okay they they scored a try and they put us under pressure but you'd expect that at at the top level and the fact that they didn't convert red zone red zone pressure at all is a testament to us not them um, so I, I genuinely think it, it and it, and the fact that we started fairly equal and we wore them down and then once we the 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 the, the switch had been flicked as they said on comms we didn't look back there was no 
swing back of momentum at any point in the second half. So it was a constant rise. So I, I think absolutely. Miles, your thoughts? I agree. So you condense all the point scoring into the last 60 minutes. However, yeah, absolutely. Defensively, for the first 90 minutes, we didn't let them in. So there's no way in the world any Premiership team can score that many tries in a full 80 minutes without some rebound from the opposition side. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, they were great in the first 20 minutes, Northampton. So I agree. You combine the defensive effort, the game management, uh, and the nine tries. Yeah. That. What more do you want I, from a game? I, I, yeah. And it's near enough of 80 minutes of defence and attack... I would fully agree. I mean, let's let's answer that. Talking about game management, in the last minute, sixty-two eight up, we were zip zipping it, protecting the ball, and doing our little pick and go and running down the last minute. Which you know, Pat's Pat says you've got to practice these things. Um, so yes, even up yeah. to the 80th minute, phenomenal, and I would agree. That's I suppose I've been hypercritical. I suppose an absolute perfect performance. You would convert all your tries, wouldn't you? And that's a bit harsh, but I, I think, suppose I, I think that is harsh. You know, yeah. uh, a, a few inches forward, or a, you know, little bit forward on that pass. And as you say, I think McGinty threw one slightly wild pass, but yeah. there there wasn't any point in that game where I thought we were being outplayed. Mm. No, um, no, I you're think right. the defensive effort was superb. The finishing was superb. Um, and I, I genuinely think this this was that eighty minute performance, and I can't remember, racking my mind back, have we actually seen an eighty minute performance at Ashton Gate since we've been back in the Premiership? And I'm not no. sure we have. No, I think no. we thought we were going to get one in that semi final, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that was yeah. the, then that was the last time we thought we were going to get one. No, I. I, I, I possibly see when you, you remember that game back first game back after COVID that Gloucester game when there was only 6,000 in the stadium oh, but well, we, and there were, there were hundreds of disallowed tries but it was like the best rugby we'd oh, seen yes, but yeah. we, we kept butchering it I mean that was a you know the, the, the intent there was a was almost a perfect performance but the execution let us down but and yeah. even, even when we took Bath apart when well, yeah. that, that big win we, we scored all the points in the first yeah. half we didn't we didn't we did, really we keep did going in the second half no I think I just think it was a, it was just the upward curve the whole way um, I've got to say one thing though boys one thing that also um, slightly negates it from the perfect performance is you'd like to think that your mascot's there celebrating well, Ooh, that's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I could have seen I mean there's there was all sorts of opportunities doing the worm across the pitch one arm press ups, back flips, everything you could have. It, it was a. It should have been a mascot's dream. Yeah. And and where was he? I know it's it's very poor. Very poor. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I do not know. Who who? Brisley. Brisley. That was his Whatever name, wasn't it? Oh God, dear. I, I think, agree. I mean, joking aside. Yeah, where is the mascot? It, yeah. it is a question that's got to be asked. Well, he came out for that. He came out for that South African game. Yeah, did they yeah. kidnap him? You know, is, they, is he in some township? But they did a big marketing thing with him yeah. coming out of the, the absolutely. Town. And this is a slightly serious point. It's a bit like the fireworks spectacular. Don't treat us for like fools. I know it's not that important. Fireworks aren't that important. Blokes dressed up in big. Well, it is a bloke isn't it? dressed up in a big in a big <laughs> yes. bear suit. It's not that important, but it kind of just niggles a little bit. Where it's the whole thing about promising and not delivering, and I just think it, it niggles. But you know, let's leave it at that. Should have been a goat, I suppose. <coughs> okay, well, well, let's move on. If I can stop coughing, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout and many, many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate and on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Well, the next game up is on Sunday the 12th of March. It's combination day, 3pm kickoff. It's Bristol versus Harlequins. But before we talk about this game, let's hear Pete's Premiership preview. Ah, well, unfortunately, lads, I'm going to have to kind of try and do a little bit of this from memory because um, 
annoyingly, I'd set it all up with Michael from uh, Michael Wood from uh, Four Quarters, Two Woods, the Harlequins podcast. Very big friends of ours. Been on the similar journey. Uh, we had we did the Zoom. And uh, for some reason, it wasn't recording at my end, even though I'd set the thing up. So he, I made him host, all this sort of stuff. And it was allegedly being recorded. And then we had a lovely chat. I did some, did something for their pod. He did it for us, as is the way. And then about an hour later, I got an email from him saying that he couldn't download it and it all gone wrong. And I had to then go and... Of all things, I was due to go and pick up a caravan awning. <laughs> As you do when you're my age, a second-hand awning from from Wood Under Edge. So that kibosh just <laughs> doing it again. So I'm afraid there is no Pete's Premiership preview. But from your from, from your, your memory, what can you remember from the about memory, that conversation? It was a good conversation because they was they, it today you recorded? Yeah, yeah, I did after it. their win. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. so it was one o'clock. That was the whole point of it. We yeah, both, yeah, we, sure. we both had come off big wins, and and his main comment was that they they actually needed that win yesterday as well a bit like we did because they they've had a they've not I think they've gone five without a win in the Prem um, and you know lost a few players and you know lost Marcus Smith to England and not playing and Don Brandt and yeah he said it was a great occasion it was the Twickenham it was the one that we were supposed to have yes. the big game at Twickenham and he just said I mean Chiefs were just blown away and he said it was probably partly the occasion he says the players played up to the, the the occasion but I mean I think the big thing was was their work at the breakdown which is something we we may discuss in a sec just didn't give Exeter a chance to to unleash any attacks and then I mean Marcus Smith was on fire Kurt, um, Caden Murley was on fire you know it was a bit it, I mean like he said to me he didn't watch the game our game on Friday but he said at about kind of half past nine he get he was his phone was like pinging with all of his whatsapp groups of people saying oh my god have you seen what Bristol were doing and of course he's put them there so they're starting to worry and of course quite a good response from them to mm. pretty much do exactly the same as us so yeah that was basically the the essence of the chat I think he said they got some you know players have come back Kenningham's been out for a while and he played yesterday in the back row I mean and Will Evans the guy do you remember the guy who got knocked out in about two seconds mm. on mm. setting his thigh he came back uh, he was off the bench so he should be fit so they're going to have some serious breakdown operators um, next week they obviously quite like coming to Ashton Gate um, it's a place where the you know they've memories, done you know, yeah, recent yeah. past it's, it's, they've got good memories and they play well there um, so I think he was he was angling to the fact that it was going to be a, a humdinger but they were going to win so uh, yeah um, well, well let's hope Mr Borthwick has watched uh uh, Smith's performance. Well, and we'll recall mm. him for the uh, for the Six he Nations. Apparently, was there? He was at he Twickenham. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's an interesting one because actually, t- uh, Michael didn't think he would. Michael think he might play. He doesn't think he'll get picked for England. But I, I, I a bit like you, Tony. You said off air that I think it's exactly what Borthwick wants. Give him some game time so he's hot, yeah. and then have him. You know, if we need him, and we, you know, it may not work. You know, he he knows against France if the plan A is not working, and we need to change up. We need a bit. We of a need spark. something. Mm. We need a yeah. spark. And so I think, and you know, we know what George Ford offers. He's not going to doesn't offer what Smith offers. So, and and, and he's not game fit, is he? No, really? he's no, still no. Ma- match no, one and a half. Yeah. Games, so yeah. I I think I I feel you know I fear for Harlequins fans that. Um, that Smith may well be be playing. I mean, I, I also can't believe what Murley's not in the squad either. But you know, maybe they'll he might be in it as well. But anyway, yeah. we'll see. And Miles, as far as team selection, can you see many changes from that team that uh, dismantled Northampton? No, not really. I mean, there were a few niggles, weren't there, and a few people taken off. Uh, very HIA at about seventy-two minutes, wasn't there? So hard to know whether we actually passed that because it was the end of the game. But there's plenty of decent backup. Um, with any luck, I mean, I cannot see any change. I mean, the team was phenomenal all the time they're on the pitch. Um, even the spare bears came on and had a huge impact, which I think Northampton's spare team didn't really, did they? And that was quite apparent. So, bar a few injuries, that uh, was a phenomenal side. And I think we put out the same again next Sunday. I mean, I think I think that one thing I read somewhere or I kind of noticed myself was that you know we've been playing with these kind of our back row Dan Thomas hasn't had a look in we're no. playing with these kind of mobile big blokes 
who were play, playing well, your Brad, Bradbury, Heenan, uh, Jeffries, Harding. And it's almost like we've decided that we're what we need. We need to get quick ball. We 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 realise it's almost like a you know the realization that we are a quick ball team, particularly with Harry Randall now back, mm. and therefore we're not really. It's not really about us trying to get turnovers of turnovers off then. It's really about us securing fast ball. So therefore, getting big bodies into that breakdown when we've got possession, and getting the ruck speed off, which is clearly what happened on on Friday. So. Whereas if you've got a kind of slightly smaller jackler in the in the in the in the pack, then maybe you're not quite going to get that front foot. I mean, it's a bit pernickety, but it was just something I read. I thought it was quite interesting. So I still think that'll be our strategy. I think we'll know that they've got real danger at the breakdown in terms of jacklers. But if we can, you know, overpower them, yeah, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Is then therefore I su- suggest that it will be a similar. And, you know, when you've got Vui as well, you've got mobility as well as kind of big... You know, our strategy is it's a positive strategy rather than sort of trying to negate their strengths, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I think... Um, and as well, I think apart from any any players that have picked up injuries that they're not going to recover from, I, I I don't think... I can't see any changes, really. because no, we've got a week. We've got... A break, haven't we? I think, isn't there? No, it's, it's next Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, no, but then afterwards, oh, we've, we've got, got two, two, two weeks. weeks. So, two weeks. so it's yeah. like you know, if there are, you can play, you can go hell for leather for mm. next week, and then there is two weeks to, to recover before Leicester. So um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the front row, possibly, you know, you've got you've also got the option of Woolmore and, and obviously Klosker as well, who who you know who came on. Um, whether Thomas starts again, I mean, I imagine Lahif will start. If he's fit, uh, you know, if there's nothing wrong with him, Thomas. I mean, he, um, yeah, and Thomas looked quality, didn't he? As he well, did, he did. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, so yeah. I mean, I do, do we know what happened to Joycey? Was he injured? Joycey, yeah, did pick Pretty up an scared, injury. Didn't he? <clears throat> I mean, Batley went off as well didn't yeah. he, towards mm. the end. Luatua came on and went off. Yeah, Whether that was precaution. I don't know. Mm. So and Nualago, you know, mm. we don't know what the situation is there, but everybody seemed to. Have, Walk off. Nobody was being stretched off, no, or hobbling off. No, you're right. No, that's right. Because there was one moment where Jeffries was uh, was down, wasn't it? And they stopped the game, and you did think, oh, but they seemed to get off. So you, so. Uh, you know, got from Friday night right through to next Sunday, that the medical team would uh, do a good job on his little niggles, wouldn't you? And um, yeah. players would be back uh, back up and running by next weekend. Okay, well let's go prediction mm. time then, Miles. Your oh, prediction. So, you know, as much as I'd love it, it's they're as we've mm. seen, they're a dangerous side when they want to be, despite their form recently. Who knows? Because if, we, if Marcus Smith plays, it could be a different ball game. I think it'll be a lot tighter. Um, this time around, though, we're back at Ashton Gate. We've fallen foul to their tricks before in the second half. I'm going to go for a win of 26-20 to Bristol. 26-20. Pete? Mm. Yeah, I can't see us doing the same again to quite the nth degree that we did. But I think it's we're, confidence is high, their confidence high, good pitch. I I think it. I think I'm with Miles. It's going to be a. I might go a slightly higher diff, higher than him. I might go sort of thirty two twenty six to Bristol. Mm-hmm. Two twenty six. You know, I had thirty two twenty eight. So that's what yeah. I'm going to go with. I think it'd be a high scoring game. Both teams like to play rugby. They yeah, they've got some dangerous operators uh, in those back lines. Uh, and let's hope we 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 see another thrilling game like we did this mm. week. Um, right. Let's move on then. Bit of speculation in the rugby newspaper that. Uh, the um, allowance of Jack Willis being able to play in France and still qualify for England, whether that was going to be extended into next season. I think the clubs are saying that it shouldn't. Um, so uh, a little bit of speculation linking him with Bristol Bears. Uh, but we, we kind of heard that over the course of this this year, this season. Um very good win again for the women's team uh, away at Loughborough Lightning uh, a 22-57 uh, or 57-22 victory for Bristol women and that topped off with uh, Lark Davis Sarah Byrne and Amber Reed all called up into the training squad the Red Roses training mm. squad for the forthcoming uh, Six Nations 
Uh, and then um, let's finish off with the, the little bit of transfer news that we've had this yeah. week. And, uh, well, quite a lot, really. A little bit. <laughs> Um, I think there was there was speculation last week when we were doing the pod about the the Connaught uh, scrum half Kieran Marmon, um, but nothing had been confirmed. Uh, and then Andy Uren, who'd signed a three year contract extension in September, we get the news he's uh, off to Benetton. So um, Miles, your your thoughts on that? It seems rather odd that we'd give a player a three year extension. And then, what, four or five months later, uh, we let him leave. Well, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's funny, isn't it, that his agent was even putting his name out there, wasn't it, uh, to other other teams in Europe, potentially. Very odd indeed. I mean, you know, we found that poor Andy, he's, you know, a Bristol boy through and through. uh, And at points had been on par with being selected with Harry Rand, hadn't he? Um, their skill-wise and game management. But lo and behold, you know, we brought Will Porter in um, and immediately played him above Ari- Andy Oren, didn't we? So maybe, maybe that was the catalyst that really... Timing-wise, I, I, I'm not sure really what, when that was when he came in and when the contract was re-signed but you must have thought you know I'm the number two I've been on par with with Harry and I'm being pipped by someone who's here on loan (laughs) so things weren't really rosy for Andy Ewan but this is totally out of the blue isn't it and obviously I understand that he's got a deal from Benetton Treviso um, and really you know in the background Marmion was discussed last weekend that must have been on the cards or even known mustn't it then before it was released to fans this week but um, you know fantastic I mean if that's what Andy has been offered a potentially two three year deal in Italy fair play um, and I wish him wish him well he's been absolutely fantastic for the club um, and I'd be sad to see him go I mean but lo and behold he's He's not quite been there, has he? When we need him to be in tight situations, and that could have been mm. could have been potentially the reason why we've decided to release him early. Pete, your thoughts? I mean, Marmon, um, he's he's uh, Irish international, knows Pat. Um, I think there was some speculation on social media. He wanted a two-year contract at Connaught. They were mm. only prepared to offer one year. Mm. Um, your, your your thoughts about him coming in? I think it's a good. I think it's a good solid shout. Um, I think there's, there's the potential that Randall, you know, might go away with England again. I think you've always got to have that in your back, back of your mind. And he's clearly not he's given up any chance of playing for Ireland again by coming here. Okay, some people might say he's he's a little bit old, but early thirties, two years. I mean, he's still got enough time and that experience of of playing that position. It is such a key position as well. Um, yeah, I, I think it's actually quite a good signing. I mean, the only thing is, it kind of slightly goes away against the whole thing about Bristolians playing for Bristol. And mm. But you've got to be pragmatic. And I think some of us actually, you know, you've got to think when Pat said all that stuff earlier, it, it's idealistic to a certain extent. I mean, you've got to be pragmatic about players and you bring in different types of players for different situations. Um, no, I think it's a good shout. I mean, there's still a little Oscar Lennon in the background playing around dual registration and you know he's a good little scrum half and uh, um, yeah I think I think I don't know but then you think Whiteley's gone yeah uh, Porter's going um, Uren's going we're bringing in Marmion um, surely yes we've got Oscar Lennon but that's only three mm. and potentially if Harry does get back in the England setup are we because yeah. Pat's always said hookers and scrum halves are the key key yeah. things he needs. We, we need strength in depth. Yeah. So do you think so it, that maybe there's another scrum half in the uh, well, maybe on the horizon? Maybe. I mean, I think Porter was always going to be a short term, wasn't he? Yeah. Was, yeah. That was always the case. Yeah. I mean, you are right, and we've been there before with scrum half injury crises, haven't we? And we yeah. That wasn't much fun. So you're right. Three does seem a bit short. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe your friend Ben Young might come for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
we, one uh, final a bit of experience because he never makes any mistakes despite having 150 caps for England yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other bit of news that had been speculated that was confirmed Miles Sam Bedlow leaving at the end of the season to uh, return to sale yeah absolutely I mean it's sad to see him go maybe he was one of the uh, the, uh, the the contract six as we might uh, come to talk about in years to come that um, defaulted to an extra year but understandably his brother's up there I think his family are up there with the business um, and he came through Sales Academy if I'm mm. not wrong so absolutely I mean good on him um, he's been a, a really solid performer I think over the years and when we have suffered with injuries uh, in the backs in the centres he has stepped up brilliantly got a huge boot on him he's a big lad defended well and he brings some quality to the line and I think, you know, we, we've got to look next season and really if we're injury struck, where do we go in the centres? Um, if Bedlow's going, O'Connor's been out for quite a while, hasn't he, with injuries. So we will need some backup, but um, yeah, I, I can't commend Sam Bedlow highly enough and, you know, thanks for all the time and we'll, yeah, but understandably, yeah, that's where his future lies, but yeah, thanks for all the time, it's been great. And do, you, do you think Sam ever quite made the breakthrough at Bristol Peak? No, I think we we always bigged him up, didn't we? We liked yeah, him, and yeah. I just think he he never got any. It was always something. It was either injury or 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 something happened, and he never quite got that consistency. And I think you know now when you compare to like what James Williams has done. You know that that kind of highlights that he didn't he hasn't mm. ever yeah. you know he hasn't quite reached it. I mean, ironically, he came on as he said, man with a new moustache. <laughs> now that his future's certain, he kind of looked like a million dollars, didn't he? Like you know, bounced <laughs> yeah. off a few tackles, and, and uh, it's funny, you know, once these players know what they're doing, they suddenly start playing bad, don't they? And uh, um, no, I, I think I think he's he's. Um, Sounds like there's a bird going say, in on I your think, outside. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, apologies. Um, no, I think he's a great, he's a good club player. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I, I, I hope he, I'm sure he'll do well at Sale and, uh, you know, hopefully not too well when we're playing against them. But, um, yeah. yeah, fair play to him. Never quite made it, but a great addition to the, to the club at the time. Was here. Yeah, yeah, best of luck to him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for everything you've done, Sam, and, and very best uh, of luck for the future. Well, that's it for this show. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your favourite podcast platform. We'll be back with our thoughts on the Quinn's result and a preview of the trip to Leicester. Until then, goodbye, stay lucky, and come on, Briz. Briz.